your lips very soft As I turn my blackberry off And I turn your bathwater on And you turn off your iPhone Careless whispers, eye fucking biting ass Neck, ears, hand, legs, eating ass Your pussy's too good, I need to crash Your titties, let them out, free your last Thank God almighty, they free your last We was up at the party, but we was leaving fast Had to stop at 7-11 like I needed gas I'm lying, I needed condoms, don't look through the glass Chasing love, all the bittersweet, I was lost Eating Asian pussy, all I need was sweet and sour sauce Tell your boss you need an extra hour off Get you super wet after we turn the shower off That's all them can do Say what? That's all them can do We deal with action That's a bad man thing And that man do Action thing You're a bad man thing If you know, say this What the fuck has Kanye West turned into? <laughs> I've decided that Kanye is not cancelled anymore. You single-handedly decided that? Well, it's a hot take. It's something. Kanye West. See, his new girlfriend looks like Pete Davidson. Well, if you can see her, she, most of the time you see her, she's covered up in robes and yeah, scarves and weird, a, 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 weird outfits. Uh, uh, how you doing, Kevin? How's work going? Not bad. It's not bad yet. Not bad yet, yeah. Yeah, the beginning of the summer. Welcome, everyone. Yep. Episode 79. Um... Got some, uh, got some segments we're going to start off with. Uh, this week, first of the month, it's our show and tell. So many geeky things that we could pull off from the show. We've been collecting shit for years and now we're whipping it out. So it's time to showcase all the money that we wasted well. Say la vie, say the old folks, it's Geekwork Show and Tell. Kevin, what you got this week? This month? This week I have the Kingdom Come Ultimate Edition. Oh, awesome. I had, some, I had something come in the mail that I did not get batteries for, so that'll be next month's. Okay. But uh, yeah, the artwork on this thing is gorgeous. Yeah, the Ultimate Editions are really good. I like how they... Put a lot of special uh, special features at the end of it. Yep. Uh, artwork and and uh, the the writers of the story do little blurbs yep. and stuff at the back. I like that a lot. Yeah, um, they're really nice. They're yeah. huge. Hardcover. Art co- hardcover. Yep. And uh, it's slip, one of the better comic book stories of all time. So, it's got, it's or got so I'm slip, told. I haven't the, read it yet. It's got the slip case and all that. Yeah, it looks yep. cool. It's cool as hell. Yeah. I've started reading this one online. I never finished it because I decided to buy this and I'll start from the beginning. And uh, nice. read it, read it the way it's meant to be. Nice. Well, my show and tell is something I've mentioned on the show before. Um, it is my picture frame that I have above my bed in my bedroom. Now, it's a four-picture frame. First one, Laurel and Hardy. Second one, John Candy. Third one, 
Chris Farley. And last one is Norm and Artie, if you can see, signed. And I got this a year before Norm died, so... Where'd you get that? eBay? Uh, eBay, yeah. I got a uh, nice. significant, significant authenticity in the back, too. So I don't know what it's worth now. Um, but yeah, Artie and Norm signed. It's, uh, I have it above my bed in my bedroom. It's one nice. of my favorite things I got. Yeah, that's mine. That's mine for this month. I couldn't think of From anything. From Dirty Work, but... they hold up the fishes. Yep. Yep. That's one of my favorite yep. scenes of the movie. Yeah, it's great. It's a great scene. Great movie. So, you wanted to do a quick uh, Teach Race Sports segment. So yes. we'll uh, do that, too. This is the theme to Teach Race Sports. We needed a theme for Teach Race Sports. I couldn't think of anything that would be original. I stole this instrumental from the Gary Shanley Show. This is the theme to Teach Race Sports. This is the theme to Teach Ray Sports. Really pulling out all the punches this week with the original music. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So what do you got? All right. what do you got? What's going on? Um, more about the baseball, just to follow up on what we did a few months ago. Talking um, about the uh, time the time restraints. Yes, the time. Yep. The time restraints now. Uh, I came across a graphic. This is the last time I'll update till the end of the season, which I'm sure I'll see a graphic then also. But uh, last year, through the same amount of uh, days... Uh, games under two and a half hours. Could you try again? Shut up, Siri. <laughs> um, games under two and a half hours in 2022. Uh, 24. In 2023, 252 games oh, under two and a half shit. hours. Wow. Under two hours and 15 minutes. 2022, three. 2023, under two hours, 15 minutes. 77. Under two hours, zero. For this year. Six, and in 2022, three hours and a, three and a half hours or longer, 92 games. This year, two. Wow. Um, so yeah, they're hitting that sweet spot. They want it to be between two and two and a half hour games, uh, which I think is a good sweet spot to hit for any sporting yeah. event, honestly. Yeah. Because um, once you get past that, you lose interest, and it's tough to sit down and commit yourself to. Something like, like that happened with us with wrestling. It's once Raw went to three hours, it was we tough watching. to keep up. Yeah, yeah we it was watching. tough because three-hour shows are t I mean, you don't even want to be in the movies most times for three hours, you know? Yeah, unless it's really uh, good. Yeah, entertainment-wise, two to two and a half hours is perfect. So they're hitting their sweet spot a lot more than they used to. So uh, it's definitely working, and hopefully at the end of the year, I'll see what it looks like for the entire year. Cool. Yeah, that's the whole reason I gave up on WCW because I think it was moving to three hours, and it was hard for me to watch that. And that when was, I was doing the rewatch last year. WCW sucked at that point. So imagine adding right. an extra hour hour of suckage <laughs> after everything. But yeah, like WCW was great when it was going on, but uh, in hindsight, it wasn't very good. Like nothing about that show was very good. Um, outside of the opening match was always fire. And that's kind of what kept you tuning in is they'd have these guys that you barely knew put on great matches. And then at the end of the show, you'd get the Hulk Hogan's and the NWO's and whatnot. Well, you also have it at 850. They tried at 850 because Raw started at 9 back then. Yep. So 850, they would try to have people stay on. But mm -hmm. everybody knew Raw was going to be on at 9, so they'd automatically change it. Especially when I started yep. watching, everybody was changing the channel. Um like uh, yeah, Goldberg was huge. But when I stopped watching, Goldberg hadn't been around yet. He just started at the end of ninety uh, ninety seven, yep. so or ninety yeah ninety seven. So, um, so this week there was a big tech conference that happened, a worldwide developer conference in California, um, and 
Apple, they always have their announcement of their new iOS. So I wanted to start a new Tech Talk segment. Fitting that we played our two original themes that I came up with because now I have a third one. New tech is coming up. It's time for Tech Talk. Tech Talk. Tech Talk. New tech is coming up. It's time for Tech Talk. Tech Talk. Tech Talk. Calling Steve Jobs. It's time for Tech Talk. Calling Tim Cook. It's time for Tech Talk. Calling Bill Gates. It's time for Tech Talk. Calling Elon Musk. It's time for Tech Talk. Thank you very much. It's time for Tech Talk. Talking about all new technology. Help to change the world. Please take our money. Losing all our jobs to robots. Overlords. Okay. All right, so I don't think we're going to have an episode 80 if this keeps up. <laughs> Jesus uh, Christ, Ray. Yeah, it's it, it was hard to throw that together. <laughs> Let's just say I'm not a singer. So, I couldn't tell. Well, first of all, before we get into that, it was announced today that Logitech decided they were going to kill off the blue microphone brand. I don't know if you saw that or not. I did not, but I know last week Amazon had a huge sale on blue microphones. Oh, no shit. I think That's probably like why. I think they were like 80 bucks damn damn which is a good deal yep yeah so they're killing it off they're gonna they're going to bring it into their logitech brand um they they, they own logitech owns them. i think they bought them in 2018 i saw um so yeah they're they're breaking they're breaking it down and uh and uh gonna absorb any of the i think the blue name the blue for the microphone they're gonna keep that as a branding for certain microphones but it's gonna be a logitech blue it's not gonna be blue microphone the blue anymore. name has been around since the early 2000s. Yeah, it's been around or for mid, a while. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have a blue microphone. You have a one. Um, it's it's popular for podcasting. Um, yep. Not sure, but we get, we decided to go blue. But yeah, Logitech RIP. Um, well, they're probably they're probably going to come out with some sort of a Logitech half half branded one. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. So Worldwide Developer Conference happened this week. iOS, the new the new operating system, was announced. A few new features I wanted to bring up. Um, the main thing that you're going to notice when you have it are live... You're going to be able to make live stickers. Um, you can take any photo that you have already and you can kind of crop out things from them. You can crop out people, places, things out of photos and you can, you can make stickers, you can make whatever. But you can actually have like a sticker catalog. Uh, and auto, and um, animated stickers as well. So if you wanted to make a animated gift of me flipping you off and use it as a random sticker that you can throw in messages, you can do that now. It's, it's like a little folder that you have in your messages now. Um, the other thing, they're improving audio autocorrect with AI. So it'll all it'll it'll remember what you're typing. So if instead of it always being we always joke about it being ducking every time I say fucking every time I'm t- or fuck yep. duck it's going to automatically recognize what you're saying all the time. So you don't have to worry about that shit anymore. And uh, the other thing is live voicemail. You'll be able to see people talk to you live as they're calling you, seeing what they're saying to you. Uh, so if I, if I call you and I'm leaving a message you can see live right there what I'm saying. You can actually pick up just like just like an old school phone. You can actually pick up the phone right in the middle of a voicemail, which is kind of cool. Um, it's old school, but it, it's brought brought into modern technology. Um, 
journal. There's a new journal app you can journal, which might be good for us. I mean, we we do write a lot for the for this. I, I write a lot. Um, like I write a lot of stuff just randomly sometimes. So it's it's good to have a journal. Um, you can leave a FaceTime message now. Um, if if you FaceTime somebody and they don't answer, you can leave a message on there, which is kind of cool. Um. There's a new there's a new uh, name drop thing where if you have just like you have AirDrop to move files and pictures and stuff back and forth, if you bring your phone up to somebody else, you can just give your contact information by a little quick snap to to each other. It's kind of cool. Um, other than that, I mean, and the other big thing, um, Hey Siri, it's always Hey Siri. Oh shit, my stuff's gonna go off. But when you say that, now you don't have to say the Hey part. You can just say the Siri part, which is kind of cool. Makes it a little bit simpler. Um, let's see. Uh, widgets are going to be interactive. I don't know if you fuck with widgets or not on there. Um, not really. It's quick information, but now you can actually interact with the information, which is pretty cool. Like if you have a list or if you have reminders, you can mark off the reminder. Or if you, ha let's say you have um, a home kit enabled and you have lights on in your house, you can control the lights through there instead of it opening up an app to do it, um, which is kind of neat. Something that should have happened when it first was introduced, but it took a little while to get there. Um, AirPlay is going to start remembering your environment. So if you connect to a certain speaker a certain way, it'll always remember when you get close to it. Do you want to do you want to uh, connect to this speaker now playing Sirius or whatever? It'll remember your. It'll be intelligent to what you always do towards that speaker when you get closer to it, and it'll interact with it closer and better than it did before. Um, Businesses will be able to accept phone IDs later this year. So if you're, if you're, if you need an 18 or an older pass to go, like an ID, you can you just give them your phone and it'll it'll do it without having to whip your license out. Kind of neat. Um, AirPods are gaining adaptive audio. It's kind of a mix between um, what we. If you have AirPods, you kind of have the transparency mode and you have the mode where. Where it's noise, noise canceling, it's kind of a mix of the both, and it has an AI that that'll adapt to the environment. So if a if you're going outside and you have earbuds on, and a lawnmower is going by, it'll automatically block that out. But then when you go by the lawnmower, you'll be able to hear the surrounding a little bit a little bit better. Kind of cool. Um, da -da -da, uh, Mac the Mac OS, not much change. They added desktop widgets. You don't really use those that much. Um, they also announced a 15-inch MacBook Air um, for $12.99. I've been I waited before I got my iMac. I wanted to get a 15-inch MacBook Air. It just took too long for him to come out with, so I ended up getting the iMac, which I like a lot anyway. But it would have been my second choice if I if I had a choice to get the 15-inch uh, MacBook Air. Um, the blue one looks nice. Yeah, the midnight blue looks awesome. Um, looks really good. Apple TV, not much has changed. They did change the control center a little bit. The interface of it looks a little bit differently. Um, yeah, yeah, you can use a photo screensaver now. Um, FaceTime app, that's the big thing going there. Um, they're going to have, you can buy a mount or you're, they're going to sell mounts. You can put in front of your TV, put your phone in front of it, and you can use that, and it'll zoom into your face automatically if you're sitting on your couch, and you can FaceTime people through Apple TV, which is kind of neat. Um, not a lot of things, I don't, I don't know if Google does that now or not. Probably, because Google did everything first, and Apple just took it forever to kind of make it better. Yeah. But, but yeah, FaceTime coming on Apple TV. Um, and the big thing that they announced last week was the Vision Pro headset, the VR AR headset, <laughs> which, 
which, yeah, looks like Macho Man sunglasses from the 1980s, but is really fucking cool technology. It's a it's a headset that is has tons of cameras, tons of sensors, tons of technology built into it. A 4K headset. Um, and, yeah, it comes with a little battery pack. The battery pack only lasts two hours, but you can put it in the back of your pocket. Um, it's connected to, a, I think, a three-foot cord you just put in the back of your pocket. Or you can connect it to a, a power adapter. Um, you can get prescription inserts for glasses. If you wear glasses, you can get them fitted and put into the, into the machine instead of having to wear your glasses, which is kind of cool. Um, it also reads optic ID biometrics to get the authorization of a person who's on there. So instead of having face ID, because you obviously can't because you're on there, instead of having a touch ID, you have it reads the retinas of your eyes and it, 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 it'll give you the, the security of getting onto your headset. You know, if there's anything I've learned from movies with this, this technology, it's that this is just going to cost somebody to cut oh. your eyeball out and use it. Yes. Yes, all all eighty. Word to Demolition on. Man. Yes, um, and there's no controllers for this either. It's all done through hand motion. Like if you tap on your fingers, you double tap, you pinch and hold, you the zoom, you pull, just kind of like an iPhone, but you do it in the air in front of you. Um, if you're ever explain it, you kind of have the goggles on. You're looking at a room, and you see your room as you see your room with your naked eye. However, there's a little knob on the side where if you click the knob further and further and further, you get closer into a virtual reality. And the virtual reality starts to mold around you and you can go fully engulf yourself into a virtual world. Um, in, the, in the preview that they did, they showed, it, they showed the guy in the middle of a lake watching a movie on a 120-foot screen like a movie theater. Um, in the one movie they did show, they did show they showed Avatar and they are going to sell 3D movies which I thought was kind of cool. They said the 3D was perfect for this. Um, I mean, you talk about what was it? Ten years ago we had 3D televisions, kind of failed, but something like this in a niche mm. audience may work. I do um, love my 3D TV. It still yeah, works great. Yeah, 3D my 3D great. TV looked incredible. Uh, I got mine right when 4K came out, and uh, the TV still holds up to to what it was. It actually looks better than my first 4K TV. Um, I love my Sony 3D TV, but yeah, I mean, it makes I bought sense. it and got a couple 3D movies, and uh, they were cool, but I mean, I could see why it didn't really pan out in the end. It makes sense that James Cameron would be the one movie that would be the first mm. one to go on there, because he's such a proponent to 3D movies, yep. and supposedly it looks amazing on this headset, so. And the other company that is fully endorsing this, it fully... Uh, encapsulating their IP is Disney. Disney went crazy with the end of the promotion. Um, they were talking Star Wars, Marvel, Disney Parks. They're doing a whole thing where you can see the Disney Parks through the IR, AR. Like on a tabletop, you can see the Disney parade and shit going on. Yep. Um, ESPN Plus, if you're watching a game on ESPN Plus... There's going to be stats and stuff like you'll see the you'll see the screen of the video in front of you, but you'll see the stats around you too of, of the players at the time and stuff going on in the game, which is kind of cool. Very interactive, very cool. Um, problem is, you need to mortgage your house for this. It's thirty five hundred dollars <laughs> to get this. This is and this is first generation, probably lots of bugs. Very first iteration of this. Like I mentioned, two hours for a battery pack is kind of short. Um, especially if you have an iPhone that lasts all day. Especially if you're trying to watch Avatar 2. <laughs> right, and that you need two battery packs. But 
Um, I mean, this is the beginning of the technology. Kind of bulky. It's going to get smaller. It's going to get better. But it's the very, very beginning. I have a VR headset for the PlayStation. Very rarely do I use it. The difference between this and that is this is a computer. This is a computer on your head. It's pretty much an iPhone on your head, a computer on your head, an iPad on your head that you can interact with, see 3D, buy VR games instead of buying it on a PS4, which you could do that too. You can do Oculus too. Oculus is cheaper, of course, but uh, I mean, Oculus is uh, Facebook, right? So, I mean, but $3,500, very beginning introduction for a pro headset now. So if they do ever do an Air version, it may be cheaper. Who knows? But they're marketing marketing it as a a TV replacement, a stereo replacement, a 3D television, a computer replacement. So for thirty five hundred, if you were to combine all those things, that's what they're thinking the price tag is worth. So who knows? We'll see. It's not coming out till next year. Um, they just wanted to. They just wanted to show it off, and they. I think they did a pretty pretty good job because going into it, I had no interest in it. But seeing mm. the present presentation, it does look and sound really fucking cool. Yep. So, yeah, that's it for tech talk. So we'll get into yes. what we watched this week, what we watched last uh, week. Yep. Uh, um, do you want me to since we just did tech talk uh, review the movie? Since I don't think you got to see it. I watched about a quarter of it. <laughs> You did? Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. I haven't, but it is really good so far what I watched. Okay. Um, yeah, um, go, go, go. I'll just do a quick review since we yeah. just did Tech Talk. I watched the movie Blackberry uh, starring Glenn Howerton and Jay... How do you pronounce his last Bur name? Burchell. Burchell, yeah. I knew he was your guy from Undeclared. Yep. Um, about the creation of Blackberry. It's a very, very good movie. Yeah. Um, Howerton's character is nothing like the guy was in real life. He's way more intense in the movie. And it's funny that he was the only one that agreed to show up to the premiere. And he was like, guys, it's just a movie. It's it's a pretty it's pretty much satire on most of it. Uh, I looked into the real story. They kind of moved some things around. Um, but yeah, it's, it's filmed similar to like a documentary or something like that, where you're kind of in the room with everyone. Uh, they go over the creation of BlackBerry messaging, which I think was genius at the time. Because um, uh, back then when you sent or received a text message it was 10 cents per text so the company that you got the phone from either at&t sprint whoever they got all 10 cents of the money with blackberry it was all built in so that blackberry got the money that you would that you would be charged for sending a text mm -hmm. um which of course ended up leading into like iMessage and whatnot iphone to iphone right um eventually and but uh, all... yeah, it's a very good yeah it's a very good movie it's the, it covers the entire rise and the fall um the guys are just complete nerds in the office. Yeah. Uh, the co-director, or no, the director plays uh, Mike's friend Doug in the movie. That's the director. And he's nothing okay. like the real Doug. Um, but he was just kind of having fun with it because the real Doug didn't want anything to do with the movie. The real Doug is, uh, sold all of his shares in 2007 and is one of the wealthiest people on the planet that nobody even knows about. Wow. Because of because he just he made billions off the BlackBerry because he sold out in two thousand seven, when everyone else tried to keep going and they tried to fight the iPhone, and he kind of saw the writing on the wall. Uh, Glenn Howerton's character thinks that Jay's character is just going to be able to think of something that'll be better than the iPhone because that's what he's done this whole time, and um, they show the iPhone the first conference with Steve Jobs, and the reaction to the BlackBerry offices in it. Uh, overall, really really good movie. Um, the whole thing about there's a whole side thing where Glenn Howerton's trying to buy the Pittsburgh Penguins and move them to Canada. Um, I don't think that ever happened. Um, 
It seems like this guy that his character is based on was just a completely different person. He wasn't like the biggest asshole in the world like they portray him in this movie. But uh, definitely check it out when it's coming out on streaming. I'm sure it'll be out soon on streaming. It was $14.99 on iTunes today. Right. So yeah, I'm not sure not... if it was made for a streaming service or not. Right. Or it, probably what. Will, it probably will go to something. But yeah. I assume it'll be on like Paramount or Peacock or something like that. Yeah, it's Canadian. It's Canadian produced too, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. I started watching it about a quarter way through. Um, it's weird to see Glenn bald. Watching oh my Sun- God. It's always sunny yeah. for yeah. for all these years. But yeah. Yeah. And I love Jay. I love I love Undeclared. Yeah. I've always said it's my first. It's my one of my favorite shows. Um, yep. She's out I of my it league. I love back in the day. Yep. Yeah, she's out of my league. Great movie. Oh yeah, uh, that is a great in, movie. He's in. He's in Knocked Up as well. So. Yep. So let's get into what we watched. Um, and we are going to talk about the Ted Lasso season three finale. Beginning of the episode picks up the night, the morning after Ted Ted had that big uh, reveal to Rebecca, and you find out that he did say he's going to leave, um, he's going to go back home, and Beard comes out in a speedo in the in the kitchen in the beginning of the episode, which is fucking hilarious. Um, and you also find out Nate is back at AFC Richmond. He's the assistant kit man. Oh, wait a minute. He's the assistant to the kit man. If you ever watched The Office. Um, they do a cool sound of music th- thing in the middle of the field. All of the, all of the players come out, sing to Ted one last time as a group. Um, even Roy singing along with it. You can tell he kind of choreographed the whole thing. Um, Roy and Jamie, our best friends, quickly turn into enemies when it ter- comes to Keeley. Um, there's a scene where they try to tell Keeley to make a decision, and she kicks them both out of her house. Um, there's a lot of setup to this. We'll talk about it at the end. Um, and Nate and Ted have a reunion. Nate tearfully apologizes to him. Um, and the Diamond Dogs, they finally mount up and Roy joins in because Roy's trying to find, uh, find out what's going, what he has to do with Keely and, and his life and everything going on. The Diamond Dogs are mounting up. Um, and you see Rupert being a true villain, um, in the world on TV, on television, gets to see a front row view, a front row view to it, um, from his fall to grace. In the middle, of the, he's he's yelling at one of the coaches for his team, his main coach, and he's on live on camera, and the whole entire crowd is booing him. And of course, storybook ending: Richmond wins, wins the whole league for the year. Um, no, they came in second. Oh, I thought they. I thought they won. They won it. the game, but the other team had to tie or lose. Oh, okay, yeah, I couldn't. I, I was at this point. I I don't remember, but, um, but Ted Lasso is pretty much Mary Poppins. He came in, he fixed the he fixed the he fixed this company, bring the throughout the team back together, helped out Rebecca, and now he's leaving, going back home, and him and Beard are on the plane and. Beard decides he wants to stay, and he tells Ted that he has his luggage full of rice. He's like, "What about your luggage?" Oh, it's full of rice. <laughs> so Beard Beard goes off the plane. Rebecca's leaving the airport. She's re- reunited with her Amsterdam fling, and that's pretty much it. And they do a little bit of an epilogue. 
over Cat Stevens' father and son, kind of a Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 connection. Yep. Um, Roy is the new coach of AFC Richmond. Um, Nate gets to sit with his family to complete uh, his complete family with his new girlfriend at the window at the Taste of Athens, which he's talking about wanting to do since the very first episode of the show. Um, Sam plays for Nigeria, finally. Uh, Jamie reconciles with his father. Roy is in therapy with Dr. Sharon. Um, and the very last thing, the belief sign is returned to its rightful place in the coach's room as Nate, Beard, and Roy are looking on at it. Um, and Beard and Jane get married at Stonehenge, which is a weird scene. And you see Ted at home from the very first episode of this season. Ted is very anxious, very, very sad. In the very last scene of this season, you see Ted with a smile over his face watching his son as he's coaching him at his Little League game or his Little League soccer game. Um, perfect, complete story to Ted. Ted, this seems like this is it for him. He's not. Jason Sudeikis is done with the character. Yeah. Amazing series so far because I think they are definitely teasing it on social that there's going to be a fourth season of... AFC Richmond of some sort with Roy, Nate, Beard. Now that Beard stayed, um, all the main characters are there except for Ted. So they're going to continue the story somehow. And uh, the book is also renamed uh, from the Lasso Way to the Richmond yep. Way. I've which I can see if they continue the show calling it the Richmond Way or something to do with yep. Richmond AFC or whatever. Um, I don't know if I want them to continue without right. Ted. Right. Um, I don't want it to ruin what has already come before. Um but we'll see going forward. I mean, it's still it'd be a few years out anyways because of yeah. what's going on with the writers and all that stuff. Yeah, and yeah, the Apple. I mean, yeah, Apple's been teasing it. They they on their socials this week. They were posting pictures on there of the three of them looking at the believe sign, and speculation has already been rampant that they're going to pick it up for a season four or a brand new series. So we'll see. Um, wanted to bring up most wanted treasures. They did a Bill Bill Goldberg episode last week. Um, it was pretty good, except Bill Goldberg only wore trunks to the ring. <laughs> so there wasn't really much memorabilia for him to find. Um, the one thing I'm looking forward to is this past weekend, which I haven't watched it, was a Roddy, Roddy, Roddy Piper episode. Um, and they're looking for the bagpipes, the iconic Roddy bagpipes. Yep. Um, I haven't watched it yet. Looking forward to that. I think his daughter has all that memorabilia or some of it. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, this week... In our watch for Indiana Jones, we got to the second movie in the series. Um, we're about two and a half, three weeks away from Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, the final the final movie of Indiana Jones and Harrison Ford. So fitting that we talk about this movie, Raiders, uh, not Raiders, Tomb, Jesus Christ, Temple of Doom. <laughs> this whole sentence was a Temple of Doom. <laughs> Second film in the series came out in 1984. Um, Score done again by John Williams. All three of them were done by John Williams. All four of them actually. Um, and George Lucas wrote this. He was against uh, showcasing the Nazis again, so he decided to go back in time and tell a prequel story. So this is set before Raiders of the Lost Ark. 
Um, Lucas and Spielberg attributed to the film's tone. They were both going through uh, breakups in their relationships at the time. That's why it's very, very dark compared to Raiders of the Lost Ark. Lots of dark stuff in this movie. Um, Lawrence Kasdan thought it was so dark um, that he turned down the offer to write the script, saying um, he didn't want to be associated with Temple of Doom. He thought that it was horrible. It was so mean. Nothing pleasant about it. And you could tell that Spielberg and Lucas's lives... Uh, were very ugly and mean-spirited at the time. So, yeah, he wanted no interest in it. So, uh, George Lucas hired uh, the two people that he previously worked with in American Graffiti, um, his first movie, uh, to write to, as replacements. So, that was the kind of lead-up to the movie. Um, bringing in brand-new cast, Kate Capshaw, um, who is, is Steven Spielberg's wife. Um, she, she plays a character named Willie. Who is based a name based off of Steven Spielberg's dog Indiana was based off of George Lucas's dog Indiana. Um, Willie is based off of uh, Spielberg's dog. Um, Ki Yu Kwan. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Won all the awards last year. This was his first role. He got the role out of elementary school. They did auditions in elementary school. His little brother auditioned as well, but he got the role for short round. Yep, short round's awesome. He also played Dad in the Goonies a year after this, so yeah, this was his first role. Um, and he didn't have too many roles after this. He was a child actor. That was the whole thing with everywhere, everything, everywhere, all at once when he won the Oscar last year. He came back after twenty year absence in Hollywood and became a star again. Um, Dan Aykroyd had a very quick cameo, helps Indy escape, kind of, and then they end up going in the Alps on the, in the plane crash lands, and they end up going from Shanghai, where it's set in 1935, to moving the story to India, and that's where the basis of the movie is set. It's based in, uh, off the Hindu religion of gods and goddesses, um, they try to go to this temple, um, they go to this city, and there's this uh, stone that was that was stolen from the city. Brings a lot of peace to the city, but when the stone is gone, there's a lot of evil in the city. There's a lot of um, bad stuff going on in this little village. And they ask Indiana Jones to go to this temple and get the stone back and bring peace back to the village. So he agrees, and he gets to the temple. And the iconic scenes from this movie are the dinner table scene, um, where... They serve bugs and monkey brains. Um, the monkey brains thing being the one thing that everybody remembers from this. One of the one things people remember from this movie. Um, movie tackles human sacrifice. Um, the guy who's the bad guy in this at the very end ends up ripping people's hearts out. Saying, Kalima, Kalima. <laughs> I know they did that on Family Guy too. Um also tackles kid slave labor. <laughs> All the kids in this village were stolen and and turned into slaves to try to dig further underground to find two more remaining stones in the catacombs underneath. Um, there's a kid king who's also been turned. He's also been turned into a, like a slave. Um, Indy at one point is also put into a trance, which from black magic, magic, which is another thing that was covered in this, another dark type of magic. He's stuck in like a nightmare state. Um, he ends up saving Willie from sacrifice, frees all the slave kids, and they end up escaping. Um, there's also a voodoo doll moment in this movie where a little kid is stabbing a voodoo doll and Indy is getting injured. Um, 
And another iconic thing from this is the minecart. Um, the bad guy ends up flooding their escape. And uh, as they're escaping, there's also a famous scene with a rope bridge. Um, there's alligators underneath. Um, and yeah, it, it tackles the Hindu religion, Shiva being one of the uh, goddesses. Um, Shiva from, when I heard that, all I could think of was the League and Shiva from the League. Oh, yep. Um, and at the very end, um, the stones end up burning a hole in, in Indy's pouch, fall to the fall to the river, bad guy goes in the river, dies, gets ripped apart by alligators and shreds, um, British cavalry come in, and Indy saves the day, stones are returned to the village, and yeah, it was an okay movie, um, kind of middle for me, I, I, this is yeah. always my least favorite of all the Indiana uh, Jones movies. Yeah. Uh, no, we're not there. We're not there yet. Yep. We got a couple more weeks. There. But sorry, I'm losing my voice from all that singing earlier. Uh, budget was twenty eight million dollars. Made three hundred thirty three million in the box office at the time. Uh, probably inflation not included. Um, it was filmed in Sri Lanka. The Indian government denied the request to film in India, finding the script offensive. Probably the monkey brain saying all Indians eat monkey brains was probably not <laughs> the right thing to do. Yeah. Um, and also the other thing this movie was famous for at the time, Gremlins had the same problem that um, there was only there was only PG rated and R rated and X rated at the time, and there was nothing in between PG and R. So I I think this movie was rated PG, but it was very very dark. So Spielberg Spielberg was a proponent of the Motion Picture Association of America changing and, re and altering the rating system, which two right. months after this movie came out, they finally did, and they added a PG-13 rating, which I thought was kind of cool when right. I was doing some Because Josh should have been PG-13 also. Right, right. So yeah, that's that's Indiana Jones. Like I said, if I were to rate this movie, it's probably a three and a half. It's not, it's not my favorite Indiana Jones movie. Um, yeah, it's a three and a half. Yeah, it's definitely a three and a half movie in... And out of all out of all of them, for me, it's my least favorite. Um, and we'll, we'll see when we get to Crystal Skull how how we really feel about first it. First time, first time you watched it, did you know it was a prequel? Um, no. Um, I, I, it was a couple of years ago I found that out. Okay, yeah. Um, I saw these movies when I was like seven, so of course I didn't know until I was a teenager there that it was a prequel. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, kind of interesting. I didn't want he, I mean. Yeah, if you're going to do a sequel, you have to talk about the Nazis. So, yeah, he didn't want to do that. So, it's an interesting uh, way to go. Um, so, yeah, let's get into the news. A couple of trailers I want to talk about. We'll talk about with the trailer roundup. Bottoms. Looks like a fight club meets... Uh, I don't know, some sort of a high school lesbian romance movie starring the girl from The Bear. Um, she's the main she's the main star of this. Um, looks like it could be okay, but I don't know. It, it may it, it's one of those movies where it's very independent, very uh, very iffy for me. So we'll see. I may watch it. Um, they put out a trailer yesterday. I think it was a quick. Uh, I think it was a minute and a half trailer of Anthony Mackie and Sweet Tooth from the Twisted Metal, Samoa Joe, and. Uh, uh, Will Arnett, or doing the voice of uh, Sweet, Sweet Tooth. Um, never played the game Twisted Metal, but the clip looked really cool. Um, yeah, I, I, I can't wait for this isn't, series. I have... Isn't Samoa Joe doing the body work, and I think yep. Arnett's doing the voice? Yeah. Yep, yep, definitely. And uh, sounded sounded cool, looked cool. 
Um, very funny scene. Um, and the other thing that le- the other thing that came out this week was Expendables Four. That that brief sound of nothing means that I don't really care about this movie because I don't even think I watched past the second one. Maybe I don't even know if I've seen the second one. Yeah, I think and, Van Damme was in the third. And I never even watched it. Wow, and you and you love Van Damme, so that tells yeah. you. Um, yeah, Stallone. Well, they went. They I think the third one was like PG thirteen. Stallone is very big on franchises, and he's yes. he's milking the IP with this one like crazy. And there's a lot of problems with this movie too. I can't remember, but there's a lot of people who had problems with Stallone, and they wouldn't come back. So the cast includes like the includes Fifty Cent. Um, I know Jason Statham comes back for it. Dolph Lundgren, I think he has cancer, but he came back. He's sitting down in the whole thing. So yeah, I uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I'm going to watch it, but we'll see. Um, let's get into the news. Spider-Man Cross the Spider-Verse uh, opened to 120.5 million dollar debut domestically. Um, 209 million dollars worldwide. Um, yeah, Cross the Spider-Verse, great fucking movie. Um, mm. Can't wait for the sequel. Hey, remember when uh, the guys in charge of the Spider-Verse movies were once tasked to do the Flashpoint movie. Those were the days. Yeah. They did the story with Snyder and everything. They were going to use, uh, what's his name from The Walking Dead as, uh, as Batman. It would have been weren't terrific. They, weren't they also the guys that were doing Solo and then they ended yep. up getting fired in the middle? I thought yep. so, yeah. Yeah, they, uh, they did Solo and they got fired in the middle of it because they don't, uh, they, don't, they like to do their live action without very loosely tied to the script. So right. they let their actors improv a lot, which you can tell when you watch the 21 Jump Street movies. Oh, yeah. The movie's awesome. Um, so, yeah, a little bit across the Spider-Verse follow-up. Um, not many notes this week. I did have a couple of things I wanted to bring up. Um, mm-hmm. Gerard Way from My Chemical Romance, ro- 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 Romance created Penny Parker, who was, uh, who's uh, featured in this movie very briefly, but she's in the first movie quite a bit. She's the one that crea- uh, created the robot spider in, there, in that universe. Um, they asked him to create a Spider-Man version for a comic book, and he created kind of an anime version, and that's what they put, ended up putting in into the Spider Verse. So, um, and beyond the Spider Verse speculation, I mean, we're, we kind of talked about it a little bit last week, so we're not going to go ad nauseum about it this week. But I think they're going to go live action, and they're going to dive into it even more. Um, and yep. I think beyond, which is why the, it's beyond. Yeah, yep, so. that's kind of what I think it's going to yep. be. They teased they yep. teased it in, in, in the last one. Uh, yep. Since it's only a week away, a week, a week from the beginning, a week from debut, I'm not going to tease the tease it, but um, yeah, yeah. There's I live listened action. to the uh, the director's an interview today, and the amount of work that went into this film, if it was done by one person, it would take that person. They figured 753 years to complete the film. Wow! With all the time that went into it in the last five years. Yeah, I did. I did hear that one scene where there's like. Hundreds and hundreds of Spider-Man took four and a half years to make a whole, yep. whole team to do. So, yeah, uh, it's pretty incredible, pretty incredible feat that they did. Um, looks visually stunning. So, um, and sad news in the wrestling world. Very sad news. Mm. WWE legend the Iron Sheik passed away at the age of eighty-one. I was not a wrestling fan in the 80s, early 90s. I became a fan in the eight, in the late 90s. I became a fan of the Iron Sheik in the late 2000s when he started talking about Hulk Hogan virally calling him a uh, 
a motherfucker, jabroni. a jabroni, um, and telling him he's going to make him humble. I was trying to find the viral clip that came out in like 2006, 2007 before the show. I couldn't find it. But there's a clip of him telling him he's going to fuck him in the ass <laughs> and make him humble. And it's the one that Howard Stern ended up finding, played on the show quite a bit to the point where Iron Sheet came on the show very often in the early to in the middle of 2000s right around the time Artie was still there um and that's when i became a fan of the show that whole five six year period after that and god he was so fucking funny he was great he would say and he would talk about macho man he would talk about every old wrestler yeah his shooting interviews are great yeah he's a he's a great shooter and he's one of the greatest heels He, he he's a heel to to the t I mean, off-camera, on-camera, I love that. MJF reminds me a lot of that, too, so... R.I.P. to the Iron Sheik. Um, Transformers Rise of the Beast, have you seen the uh, after credit scene or what it's all about, what it sets up? I have not. Do you want me to spoil it? Sure, fuck it. Um, so, so everybody, if you care about this movie, skip Fast the and next... the Furious. Sets up Fast and the Furious. Let's do it. it fuck does the set... Overload. It does set up another franchise. It sets up another franchise from the 80s the after credits scene, gobots gobots sets up the gobots no. word to elias damn it it sets up another another uh action figure scene from the 80s um the very end anthony R- R- ramos character um he, he's uh he's in hamilton he's in a whole bunch of stuff now yep. the main character of this movie um he ends up getting recruited or trying to get recruited to the army and G. the I. army Joe? the army post that he tries to get recruited to is G.I. Joe. Yes. So they're setting up a Transformers G.I. Joe versus G.I. Joe sequel. Why not? They fucked up the two G.I. Joe movies. Yeah. So uh, it's kind of an interesting take on it. So I don't know I don't know where that movie's going to go, but Robots versus G.I. Joe. I'm there for it all day. Um, Disney got rid of their, uh, their write-off of all the content when they took it off of Disney Plus and Hulu. Um, they're expecting to get a $1.5 billion write-off for doing that um kind of kind of kind of like what uh warner brothers did too with their when they got rid of uh, uh super uh batgirl so yep. um this news speaking of disney speaking of marvel um they announced that captain america new world order is changing the name to brave new world for obvious reasons new world order is very very bad right now as far as uh politically so Brave New World's kind of uh, kind of more positive direction for the character, for the world that's in the MCU. Um, brand new Captain America. It's also based off of a comic book series uh, uh, run, Brave New World Captain America. Um, so yeah, it comes out next year, a uh, year from now. So uh, well, a year from last month. So can't wait for that. Harrison Ford, uh, Anthony Mackie. Pretty much all the cast from Incredible Hulk coming back except for Edward Norton. So, we'll see. Um, Chris Helmsworth was talking in a... I think it was an article for Variety or one of those. Um, he was talking about how he was kind of disappointed in the criticism Marvel's getting. Especially the Thor character. I know uh, Martin Scorsese and Quentin Tarantino have both said that... You're not really the... you're not oh, Mar- uh, Quentin Tarantino said you're not really the star... Thor is the star, and he kind of felt yep. bad about that. Um, and he's talking about, oh, there goes two of my heroes I won't work with. They're not a fan of me. He's kind of upset about it. Rightfully so. Um, Tom Holland, Spider-Man, taking another year off of acting. He just had a new show premiere today on Apple TV. 
I don't know if we want to watch it or not. I figured I would bring that up. Um, but he's taking a year off of acting. Uh, makes perfect sense because if he's going to be into Spider-Man, he's going to be doing that for the next 10 years. Take a year off now. Take the time to, to be young. Um, and then and then, yeah. and then then go crazy in Hollywood again. Um, big rumor. Bill Skarsgård. Pennywise from It. Yes. Um, he's in a whole bunch of stuff. He was also in John Wick 4. Um... The big rumor is they want him to cast him for a DCU role mm. at Warner Brothers. Um, the, the rumor is Brainiac. We'll see. Um, uh, yeah, I think uh, obviously people were pointing to the Joker, but I think that's too obvious. Yep. Uh, I think it would be cool if he was Brainiac. I think or so one of the members of, because they're going to be in the Superman Legacy, the Authority. Yep. Um, if he was one of them, I could see him, because he could easily be a bad guy, and they're supposed to be kind of... They're good guys, but not really. They ride that right. that fine line. Um, but yeah, I could definitely see him as Brainiac would be cool, and he'd be you know doing it for a long time. So yeah. Um, the other rumor that came out this week in Matt Ra- Matt Reeves Batman Part Two, mm. Joel Edgerton and Josh Hartnett, which we haven't heard about Josh Hartnett in a very long time. No, possibly he was, being considered. He's almost Batman for Nolan. Yeah, he's possibly being considered to be Harvey Dent, Two Face. Um, we've seen I like the character, both those actors. So me too. We've seen the character twice so far. Um, we've seen both of them. We've seen Tommy Lee Jones in Batman Forever, and we saw yep. what's his name from uh, The Dark Knight. Tom, is it Tom something? Thomas? I don't remember. No. Uh, I'm getting confused with Thomas you're, Jane. You're close. Um, but yeah, uh, Matt Reeves supposedly doing trying to find Harvey Dent. Not sure if he's going to turn into Two Face in the Which, movie or not. But I think we all kind of knew after the Batman because they killed off the the district attorney in yeah. that movie. So yeah. it makes sense um, to hopefully get him as pretty much Harvey Dent, and maybe in the third one have him become Two Face, or at the end of the second one. Yeah. Uh, but I like both those actors. So I'd be okay with either one of them. Yep. Yeah, but Josh Hartnett, jeez, I haven't seen him yeah. in a very, very he was, long time. He, was, he made so much money by the time he was like 25. Yep. He just he said, was, fuck it, retired. He was ho- he was Hollywood's it boy. Yep. Around 2000, he was in everything. Comedies, yep. dramas, action, he was in everything. Yep. And then he just went right off the planet, right off the face yep. of the earth. And nobody saw him. He's in some he made, TV shows he made a every once in a while. He made a ton of movie off, a ton of money off Pearl Harbor. Yeah, I think he negotiated a lot of back end. That yeah. was supposed to be like the next Titanic or something, and it yeah. kind of wasn't. But um, Kind of spoiler, not really spoiler for The Flash, which we're going to see next week in less than a week now as we record. Um, James, Cun- James Gunn, James Cunt, James Gunn is canon in The Flash movie. There's a poster of Scooby-Doo, Monsters Unleashed, the movie, the second Scooby-Doo movie. In the bedroom of Ezra Miller, as he's a ch- the little uh, little Flash kid in, when he was a child, thought that was kind of funny. And then he actually he actually talked about it on uh, on Instagram, talking about that he's canon. So he is he's in, he's canon in the movie. Um, I'm looking forward to this movie. It's about 72 percent on Rotten Tomatoes, so we'll see. Uh, critics fans are liking it. A lot of a uh, lot of cameos. And a lot of people talking about the cameos, so be careful what you watch this week. I haven't seen too much, but I've seen uh, lists. One, you should go and mute the Snyderverse. Um, I, I probably huge will. spoiler that Omlin's been putting on there all day. Huge. Yeah, there's there's a there's a whole entire list of 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 the mysterious uh, cameos in this movie. Yeah, circulating on the internet. So beware if you care. 
Um, also, speaking of James Gunn... Uh, oh, God. This fucking guy. Ray Fisher, Cyborg. I'm talking about Ray Fisher, not James Gunn. Ray yes. Fisher, this fucking guy. He, he is burying, burying everybody at Warner Brothers. He'll never work there again. Obviously. Um, James Gunn uses fake grace on Twitter is really funny. He's talking about James Gunn. Him going to bat for Joss Whedon, pseudo-apologizing for it, then deleting it immediately before taking his new DC job is not. Refusing to apologize for toxic toxic behavior seems to be a job requirement for Warner Brothers I don't, DC. I don't understand why he has to apologize for something that was done without him around. And first off, he liked to fucking tweet in like 2018 which is what started this whole thing yes. he later did apologize for it his tweets automatically delete and he has brought this up to ray fisher multiple times on twitter yeah. um and ray fisher not for nothing you have done nothing in your career outside of a play that's being developed into a movie and worked for Zack snyder like yep. he's in rebel moon he looks badass in rebel moon but we still don't even know if the guy can act and he's out here still throwing jabs at James Gunn for shit that happened to him in 2017 when he wasn't even around. Like, yep. it seems just very petty. And, um, yeah, it's just fucking, it's stupid. Like, he's still yeah. pretty much a nobody in, he's, when you think about it. He's lucky he's friends with Zack Snyder. Yeah. Because he's going to cast him in everything now, unfortunately. Yep. So. Which is what Snyder does, which, for some reason, Snyder people hate James Gunn for doing that, but they both do the same thing. Yeah, they do. And... Like, James Gunn, yes, he casts his wife and stuff, but Zack Snyder has cast his son and stuff, so it's like... But and he uses a lot of the same actors in all of his movies, so... All directors... All director directors does. does yeah. Look at Scorsese. Look at Scorsese. Spielberg. Look at uh, Tim Spielberg. Burton. Spielberg. Tarantino. All of them do it. Yes. Lucas. They all do it. Yeah. Um, Brian Singer, he obviously had that problem of, of people coming out saying that he was being inappropriate behind the scenes. Um, so he's working on a self-financed documentary to about his struggles, about himself. He plans to go very wrong, very he quickly. Plan, he plans to address all the accusations, the allegations of sexual misdeeds, and cover his attempt at a career resurrection. This could go horribly could, wrong. Yes. But it if could be a very, for very... For one second, people don't think you're sincere, then you're fucked. Yep. Yeah, it's... He's going to bring in his friends to kind of say, oh, he's a, he's not a bad guy. He's a good guy. But what about the counter-argument of him going after young boys? That's pretty much what the argument was. He was going after very, very young teenagers and trying yep. to seduce them and have relationships with them. Um, he's out... He's an out homosexual, so... Um, he, they don't even. They don't even want any, nobody. No studio wants anything to do with him. It came out right during uh, X Men Apocalypse movie tanked. Maybe because of him. Who knows? You can kind. Of, you can kind of say the movie was trash too. Didn't he there, do Bohemian Rhapsody? Uh, he did do that. That's right. And it that was, was right. And that was finished by. That was yeah. that was the movie he was filming when it came out. Yeah. Because yeah. he uh, he got replaced by the guy that ended up doing the Elton John movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Brian Singer, he, he sounds, everything behind the scenes sounds creepy. So we'll see how this documentary turns out. Um, Director's Guild is, uh, detailing their contract terms. Um, I'm not sure. I didn't look it up if it was finalized or not, but, um, they're, they, they're talking about 
an artificial intelligence, residuals, and a second cut for TV. So, who knows? I, I, I know we're in the middle of the writer's strike still. Um, uh, Screen Actors Guild is coming up soon um, for a strike authorization. So, oh, Hollywood, get it together. This is too long. It's it's two and a half, uh, one and a half months so far, and you're, you're you're already in a you're already in a very very wounded state. Don't don't ruin it anymore. Movie theaters are in bad shape right now. Yep. I went to the machine. There was three people in the movie theater. I mean, come on. <laughs> when I saw Creed three, I was the only one there. Yeah. It was it's fucking bad. great. It's yeah. Well, I was good. I was it's loving good. it. I mean, it was a three o'clock show on a Monday. Right. So. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> This was a Saturday afternoon I went in. Yes. It should have been, yeah. Um, Jenna Ortega has big plans for Wednesday Season 2. Wednesday Season 1 was a underground, well, not underground hit, but for me, kind of blew me away. Um, her, her her depiction of Wednesday was pretty good, um, bringing the horror elements and everything, and she wants to lean on that more in the second season, um, ditching the romantic love interest for, for it, and she thinks that's really great, which I think is too... Um, I liked the the best part of that first season was the horror element of it. Yep. Um, leaning towards that, so I, I can't wait for that. Um, yeah. Brian Cranston announced that in 2026 he's going to retire from acting, sell his production company, sell his alcohol that he's teamed up with um, Aaron Paul, and he's going to travel, drink wine, and spend time with his wife for the rest of his days. He's going to turn 70. That's why he's saying that. 2026. He's going to turn 70. He's going to retire. Completely done in Hollywood. Um, I know they wanted to make a Malcolm in the Middle reunion. I wonder if they're going to do that before he retires. That's probably um, going to be his last thing if they get it his, off the ground. It could be his last thing. Yeah, but yeah, he's he's forever. I mean, Malcolm in the Middle is one thing, but fucking Between Breaking Bad is his that, legacy. Breaking Bad. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure he makes money to this day on Breaking Bad because he was a producer on that show. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's re- it's rewatched. Like, I mean, you, so, you watch it. It's so re-bought. glad they. Uh, so glad they didn't cast. Uh, Matthew Broderick in that role like they wanted to. I heard that, yep. Um, Ahsoka. They announced the date August 23rd on Disney+. Plus. It'll have eight yep. episodes airing weekly. Um, they released a small little uh, teaser trailer kind of thing uh, announcing the date. Looks kind of cool. Um, so yeah, August 23rd, a couple months away. Um, speaking of Rebel Moon, um, he's basically making... Zack Snyder is, is making four Rebel Moon movies... Uh, two of them will be. There's going to be two movies, correct, in the Rebel Moon series. Yes, and, but um, he's going to make. One. He's doing what he always does because he always does director's cuts for yeah. like every movie. Yep. So he's going to make the two for Netflix. He's going to make two adult-oriented, explicit director's cuts, R-rated, whatever you want to call. Um, so yeah, that's that's basically what the plan is for Rebel Moon, and they released a whole bunch of uh, still shots from Rebel Moon. So yeah, I'm it looks pretty sick. I'm really I'm thinking, looking forward to this. I'm thinking a trailer is going to be coming out fairly soon. It's got Charlie Hunnam, it's got Desmond yep. Desmond Huchuchuchu, whatever his name is. It looks is that next to Desmond? Is that is that um um uh Jennifer Conley? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's got so, a ton of people in it. Um, of course, Ray Fisher's in it because yeah, he Fisher. can only get work with Zack Snyder. Um. He's got the so, guy yeah, from Deadpool really too. To the guy from yep. Deadpool, the villain. I can't remember his name, but yep. yeah, it looks it looks the pictures look great. Yeah, um, it's his version this is of, of course Star his, Wars. His yep. Star Wars that he pitched before it got sold to Disney. Yeah, that's cool. Um, Ghostbusters. 
released a brand new poster for Firehouse, which is supposed to come out the end of this year. They're currently filming it, or it's in post-production right now. That's the um, name of the movie, Firehouse? Well, it's uh, Ghostbusters Firehouse, I believe. It's set, it's set in the fire, Firehouse, set in New York City. Okay. Um, this should be yeah, fun. The picture is good. the ghost symbol from Ghostbusters, the original one. And it looks like ice. It's either ice streaks or streaks from. Yeah, it looks like icicles. Yeah, it looks like icicles. So I don't know. At first glance, uh, it looks like he's like moving, but it looks like icicles on it. Yeah, I don't know. Hey, did you hear the? Uh, did you hear the news this week of Bill Murray, who is dating? No. Okay, we're gonna play a little game, Kevin. And who do you think Bill Murray? Is dating, and I will give you. I will. I will. I will bring it down to a is a music musician, popular in 2005. I will say that an R and B. I'll even say this: an R and B singer from 2005. R. Kelly, a female R and B singer. By the way, R. Kelly is in jail, Kevin. Yeah, I mean conjugals. No, he's actually. There's rumors that he's dating this person. 2005, Aaliyah's dead. So you're, takes her off you're, kind, you're kind of on the right track, except this person <coughs> is alive. Brandy? No, that'd be earlier. I have no idea. You're on the right track in the right color. Moesha? No, not Brandy. Oh, that was Brandy, wasn't it? My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard, and they're like... Nas's wife? Yep. <laughs> There's rumors that he's dating Khalees. <laughs> what? I didn't even know he got divorced from her. Yeah, they did. But yeah, that's the rumor that there's pictures of them together, holding holding hands together, going to dinners, going to lunches. She's like fucking 35 years old. And he's like 60 or 70 something now, right? He's like so, 72. Yeah. Yeah, the rumors that they're dating. Unbelievable. I thought he got canceled. Uh, Bill Murray. Yeah. Most of those comedy guys from the 70s aren't getting canceled. Um, yeah. Yeah, who knows. Um, McDonald's. Talking a lot about it lately. Grimace. His birthday is next week. They're coming out with that shake, the meal. By the way, that, that vanilla shake is going to have a berry flavor to it. Purple, oh, nice. pur purple vanilla berry milkshake from McDonald's. Um, but Grimace took over the social media game this week. On, on, on McDonald's is great. We love Grimace. Grimace is a part of this show. Forever will be, unless he gets canceled. <sighs> Grimace, Grimace, Grimace. Um, they released a picture, which is going to be our picture for our sh for our show episode this week, of Grimace in a in a 1980s car, almost looks like a DeLorean, drinking his milkshake with the sunglasses on. That's fucking cool. But yeah, started uh, starts on the 12th. They're going to release that meal. Um, it's Grimace's birthday, so happy birthday, Grimace. Um, last night, there was news that Universal is reportedly nearing a deal for a Legend of Zelda movie, which will be the next project that Illumination will do in the animated field for Nintendo. Uh, let's fucking go. Yeah, man. If they do, if they do, if they do this like a Pixar, um, Legend of Zelda. Kind of like a Final Fantasy type animation. This would be epic. Very cool. Yep. Looking forward to it. 
I'm looking forward to this and the sequel to Mario. I gotta tell you, I, I yeah, I've been waiting for a Legend of Zelda game for a very, very, very long movie. time. Movie, uh, yeah, this I mean movie from the game for a very, very, very long time. Ever since the live action April Fools IGN trailer that came out 15 years ago, maybe. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it, it, they just took a. They, I want to see a live action, but animation would be cool to see. I want to see this brought into to theme parks. I want it would be so cool to see Hyrule in person in theme parks as well. I'll be 50 by the time it happens, but, <laughs> but yeah. Um, and finally, in news, talked a lot about Spider-Man a couple weeks ago, and they released the the uh, the cover art for the game Spider-Man 2 on PS5 with Miles, Peter with the tendril, tendrils from the symbiote around his arm, um, and they also released a lot, a couple of screenshots. Um, one with Craven and a whole bunch of henchmen, and Spider-Man fighting him in the, and, and Miles fighting him in the middle of, of Brooklyn, and they finally revealed the full version of Venom that we're going to see. Very comic accurate. Um, the emblem, emblem is a little bit more modern than the old emblem, taking over the whole entire chest, kind of wrapping around his whole entire body. Also announced that the character was not going to be Eddie Brock, so a speculation is going to be Harry Osborn from the uh, after credits of the first game. Yep. Um. So yeah, it looks so fucking cool. Um, I can't and, wait. and it comes and, out the week we're done work. I'm done work, so I'm just yes. gonna sit down and play. So am I. maybe we could uh, do some reviews as we go along throughout it for that month. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna sure play. Gonna get I'm gonna play it slow because I, yeah. I I like to explore, especially a game like this. Yeah. Um. And, and I mean, it took me it took me like three years to beat it, and that's only because I explored. It's like when I played GTA, I yeah. very rarely do the story stuff. Um. And I, I didn't even know how close I was to the end of the game because it's based on overall completion, and the game completes at like seventy five percent the story, anyways. Uh, yeah. When I did it, so yeah. And also pre-ordering next week, this epic fucking collector's edition, $229, comes out on October 20th, 2023, comes with a steel book with the, with the new, uh, the new, the new, uh, art that they showed at the, at the thing like yep. yesterday. It comes with a digital PS5 game pass. Of course, the game's not on disc. And it also comes with a 19-inch collectible statue of Smiles and Spider-Man versus Venom. With tendrils, venom coming out of the tendrils, it looks so fucking cool. I can't wait to put this on my I, shelf. You're getting it. I'm definitely oh, getting it. I'm definitely getting it, Kevin. I've been waiting. It was either this or a PS. I was gonna get a PS5 and wait for the game and see if they had a collector's edition of the PS5 to come out. But this yeah. is this is uh, this is what I've been waiting for. Yep. Um, and it comes out with a whole bunch of pre. I was gonna get the Mortal too. Kombat one, but then I saw this one and I decided to go with this yeah. one. Ding ding! This is what I'm getting, so I can't wait. Um, it comes out on October 20th, so. About four or five, four and a half months we figure. So I have four and a half months to to finish the Miles game that I haven't played. Which is yet, so. fucking quick. You should be able to yep. beat that in a weekend. So, so I'll do that. So that's it for news. Um, and we will talk to everyone next week with our Flash review. I'm not sure. We're gonna watch it Thursday, so hopefully I can get a, quite a few notes done by then. And uh, we're we're probably gonna run a little bit long with the Flash part. Because there's going to be a lot to uncover with all the cameos. I hope we don't get spoiled by then. It's I don't really want to go internet dark, but I'm, I'm tempted to. We stay have kind off of a, Twitter, even though I know you don't go on Twitter much. Fuck Definitely Twitter. stay off Twitter. Fuck Twitter. Yeah, Twitter's annoying. Fuck Elon Musk. Uh, Alright, so that's it for the show. Thanks everybody. We'll talk to everybody with a flash next week. Peace. Later. <laughs>